बुक माई शो जूक बॉक्स प्रेजेंट्स थिंक अबाउट इट विद दीक्षा एंड आदित्य वेलकम टू थिंक अबाउट इट अ शो वे वी टॉक अबाउट द वे वी थिंक द बाइसेस दैट कंज्यूम अस द वे वी टेक डिसीजंस द वे वी इंटरेक्ट विद अदर्स एंड मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंटली द साइंस बिहाइंड इट ऑल आई एम दीक्षा अलोंग विद माय अमेजिंग कोहोस्ट आदित्य Can you believe this? A show about psychology. We're actually doing this. Yeah, pretty exciting and unbelievable to be honest. I mean, this is almost the same stuff I used to study and you used to rote learn for the exams back huh? in the day. Oh, please. I never did that. You did. And it is explained well by the fact that you ranked behind me in all the semesters. But that's, like all six of them. But that's not the reason at all. I got fewer marks than you agreed. But that was because the night before the exam, I was busy sending you pictures of my notes while you were busy receiving and actually studying them. <laughs> Can't say that is wrong. I mean, thanks for those notes. You have always been a great partner in that sense. Guess that's why we're doing this show together today. True. But before we start, let's establish what this show is exactly about. Is this a self-help kind of show where we aim to inspire and motivate people? Nope, not at all. Is this a show where we talk about cool hacks, mind tricks or something along those lines? Mind tricks? How do you even do them? Is this a scientific show? Behavioral and cognitive sciences? Yes. Will this show make people think hard? That's the aim. About what? That part is pretty meta. This show will make people think hard about the way we think. Sounds great. And now that's out of the way, what are we going to talk about today? On today's show we will talk about a sycophant a yes man that lives inside all of us and a bias that makes us think that we are more likely to die in something dramatic like a terrorist attack or in an accident rather than say cancer when the chances for the latter might be much higher I'm pretty sure the first thing you're talking about is confirmation bias it is very much talked about in the recent days especially after the recent american elections can you explain briefly what is confirmation bias to our listeners okay So confirmation bias essentially revolves around the fact that we tend to prefer information that matches our pre-existing beliefs or assumptions which means everything from interpreting new information to the way we recall things we tend to treat information in a manner that confirms our pre-existing beliefs and no surprise this bias becomes even more powerful when it comes to emotionally charged topics or beliefs like religion or politics also topics where the information is not very clear or abstract we mold the information to confirm our beliefs true and this bias is very well reflected in the quote within quotes guess the next number in the sequence experiment it's not very difficult to try out you guys can even try this in your own group we did this back in our college days right yeah what you have to do you have to simply write down the numbers 2 4 6 8 on a card and the rule that dictates the sequence behind it and we did exactly that we wrote the numbers and gave it to our friends We then asked them what the next number in the sequence could be. All we had to say was whether the number follows the sequence rule or not. And most of them that is 8 out of 11. Yeah, so most of them said that the next numbers would be 10, 12, 14, and those numbers did follow the rule. Now they had to guess the rule, and they could guess the rule only once, unlike the numbers which they could guess any number of times. And most of them said that the rule is that you have to add 2 to the last number to get to the next number, which you As a listener might have thought as well. Unfortunately, that is not the rule. Only two of our friends actually guessed odd or even negative numbers. 
So the number 3 as the next number in the sequence is not following the rule or 6 or -2 but numbers like 9, 15, 57 they're all following the rule. Can you guess the rule now? The rule that is usually followed in this experiment is that the next number in the sequence just needs to be bigger than the previous one. Yes, but we're so sure about the belief that the rule of adding 2 is the right one that we end up asking only about those numbers that do follow that rule and confirm our belief and as a result we end up guessing the wrong rule. As Diksha said, confirmation bias is like a sycophant inside. You believe in something and then your confirmation bias makes sure that you only pay heed to information that is compatible with your belief. And it is prominent in various professions and areas of life. So for example, while doing a research, you may have a hypothesis. And if you are driven by the confirmation bias, you will interpret the data in a manner that aligns with your hypothesis. Or as an entrepreneur, you might have an idea that you feel is the next big thing. You will google information that confirms that your idea is awesome and will try to avoid information that might say otherwise. This often serves as the genesis of bad or destined to fail businesses. And same goes for health. So while dieting, you might feel that fat is your enemy and you may try to avoid fatty foods. But try searching why that might not be the case and you will be very well surprised. In fact, a personal example is when I started falling for someone in college and was about to move into a relationship. Now we all know that elders tend to say that don't get into a relationship in school or college it will only harm you and that is what we believe in too but i thought why not look at what science has to say about getting into a relationship in wait, college wait 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 what did you just say you actually googled whether you should fall in love or not 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 exactly that but kind of and the results were truly surprising and what were the results let's keep it for the end of this episode okay as you say But the reason confirmation bias is so much talked about is because it affects our political beliefs as well. Say you support a political party and you find an article that shows what great work has been done by that party and that article again might have been written by a supporter of the same party. Now you will like this article. You will share it on Facebook, Twitter, and if it's an image you will also share it in your WhatsApp group or put it up as a story on different channels. Now all these channels they tune your feed or what you see based on what you like. Hmm. You will now mostly get stories about what great work the party you like is doing. It goes on and on and you end up living in a bubble thanks to media and the channels where it is shared. But that's not the only error in your thinking that you experience courtesy media. Availability bias is another such error. Availability bias. What's what's that? All right. I'll explain. So, what do you think? An individual is more likely to die in an accident or because of cancer. I hope because of none, but I guess an accident. The data says otherwise. According to 2015 data, 400 people die every day in a car accident in India. Wow, that sounds pretty huge and unfortunate. Yeah, right, but even more than thrice that number, 1300 people die every day because of cancer. But we read more about accidents instead in the newspaper. Every day, two or three reports about people dying in an accident can be seen in them. True, and that's why you thought about the higher likability of an accident. And similarly, according to US data, people are more afraid of dying in a terrorist attack than in a gun accident which simply is not true that is simply availability bias at work and what is availability bias well it's this tendency to give weight to what comes to mind most easily while thinking about a certain topic or making a decision it could be an event that was observed personally or something you just might have observed in the recent past the best example for this bias would be lottery tickets we all know how bleak and random the chances are for someone to win the lottery but still people buy those tickets and that's because lottery organizers heavily promote the jackpot winners and people are constantly hearing about those who have won big money 
But on the other hand, nobody even mentions the vast majority who did not even win a dime, rather wasted their money on the ticket. In 1973, this term was coined by psychologists Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky as a part of their research, and they did a bunch of really interesting experiments regarding the same. One of which I'm going to try out on you right now. Sure, go ahead. Okay, so tell me five words that start with the letter K. Um, king, kiss, keep, kit, kill. That's five. Yeah, great. Now tell me five words that have K as the third letter. like okay like is one so like bike hike ask and no nothing that comes to my mind right now okay so what do you think are there more words starting with the letter k or having k as a third letter i want to say that words starting with k are definitely more but since this is a trick question <laughs> and i know you well i would say the difference should not be huge okay that answer is wrong in two ways first there are more words with k as a third letter And secondly, the difference between them is huge. There are three times more words having K as a third letter than words having K as a first letter. And this is the same experiment that the researchers did. What we saw with the letter K in other letters like L, N, R, and V, that is true as well. All these letters are more common in English as the third letter rather than the first one. But Majority of the students who participated in the study thought otherwise and that's simply because words starting with a letter as a first one are much easier to recall. This bias can be pretty dangerous as well, Diksha. Doctors who fall for this bias, they end up diagnosing diseases for their patients which is more available in their recent memory rather than looking deeper into it. Similarly, businesses might end up looking at metrics that are not that important but are more talked about and available again in your recent memory. Wow. Everything feels so wrong right now. But pretty enlightening, right? Yeah, that was eye-opening indeed. I think we should always try to challenge our assumptions and talk. Guys, the keyword here is talk and not argue with people having different opinions. Great. Hope the listeners feel the same way, I guess. That's all for today's show. But wait, wait, wait. What about the college relationship, good or bad thingy? Oh, you remember that? Um, well, this research was done by a researcher who has been very popular recently because of his 36 question thing. Oh yeah, I remember. 36 questions that can help strangers fall in love. Right. So this research was in our positive psychology book as well. If you remember back in your rote learning days. We have established why your marks were more, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. So first of all, being in a relationship can be a good thing even when you are in college. And we understand this thanks to a research done by Arthur and Ellen Aron. Yeah, did not they develop a theory that we are motivated towards expanding our quote within quote self? Wow, you did study well. I not not expected this. <laughs> Told you, no rote learning. So according to their research, everything associated with love, be it emotion, cognition, behavior, it all contributes towards that feeling of self-expansion. And we feel satisfied when that self-expansion takes place. You know that better. Uh, not convincing enough. Okay. This will convince you. So, in a research they did in 1995, over the period of 10 weeks, the researchers studied group of students who fell in love during that semester and their responses to falling in love. I mean, if they did actually fall in love. What did they find? Those who did fall in love, more self-efficacy and increased self-esteem was experienced by those people. Uh huh. Because cognitively, when you fall in love with someone, you're making them part of your again quote within quotes self and expanding it. Right, and as the researchers said, we want that to happen, and that makes us feel more satisfied and overall happy. 
Wow, so it might not be a bad thing to fall in love when you're in college. It might actually be a good thing. Exactly. Still weird though that you Google whether one should fall in love or not. Whatever, but but I guess we have given our listeners a lot to think about already. True, and that brings us to the end of today's show. In the next episode, we will discuss what exactly is true knowledge and how to distinguish people with fake knowledge from the real ones. Keep listening to Think About It with me, Diksha, and Aditya. The show was written and produced by Aditya Kapal Ganguly that you can listen to exclusively on Book My Show Jukebox, where all you have to do is just press play.